Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast, a podcast about pop culture and zeitgeisty things. And I'm your host, Emily Rose, and I'm checking in and asking, how you doing, sweet babes? How you doing, my fellow trolls? Are you listening to this out for a troll stroll? Um, I was going to say, I hope you are. But also, uh, as we know, the troll stroll is very noncommittal. So if you're not doing it, that's fine, too. Um I had an extra trolly troll stroll this morning. Uh, I know that I like one of the tenets as well is, you know, a bad attitude. Uh, but I kind of think of that bad attitude is like behind sunglasses. Um, at least that's how I usually do it. And I have started wearing glasses recently. Um, I went for an eye exam and realized that my eyes have been fucked for I, I don't know how long. <laughs> but I have a decent prescription now and i've got to wear them all the time so that's great and all um but i think i realized that when i have the feeling of glasses on my head and i'm out in public like my brain is sending signals to my face that i have the cover of sunglasses on and so i didn't even know that i was doing this but i guess i found a way to like furrow my brow and keep the rest of my face neutral so i'm just like judging people behind my sunglasses um I realized this because it was like seven in the morning and uh, I'm awful in the morning. I'm, you know, I'm a a creature of the night. Uh, That's when I thrive. Morning, not so much. And I went out for a coffee run and there was this couple that was like arm in arm and they were being really lovey-dovey and whatever. Uh, But they were like weaving like slowly, like (laughs) back and forth across the street um like kind of on to my side and like we're walking like forward and it looked like I was gonna have to like get out of the way on like a pretty wide sidewalk but they were just like way over on my side and in like anticipation of this I didn't realize that I had my clear glasses on um and I was glaring at them but this was like this was not supposed to happen like this was all supposed to be just like something that would walk by neither of us would know we'd all just keep our thoughts in our little coconuts um and (laughs) The poor like woman as she walked by like looked kind of scared for a second. And I guess I was like glowering. Is glowering a word? I was gonna say glimmering. That's not the word. Um, you know what I mean? Scowling. Oh my god. Um, and uh, yeah, that's when I realized like I think I've been doing this, I guess, for the past week that I've been wearing my glasses. So gotta get my face under control. Actually, what I really need to do uh is just get my sunnies back on. Get my sunnies back on, go for a walk do my little scowl beneath them so that, you know, I'm not trying to be like hostile to people, but I'm also not trying to keep a smile on my face. Um, So yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, We're going to get into the episode this week. It's an episode that I've wanted to do for so long, like so long now. Um, And I've tried it carefully. We're going to get into it. Uh, But basically, I was just looking for someone appropriate to have this conversation with i wanted to talk about Britney spears um the sweet love of so many of our lives and just talk about like where things are at but there's so much um misinformation and vitriol like all this stuff and 
Jenna, my guest who's coming on, um, when we were talking about this beforehand, she was like, well, I would like to have a really nuanced conversation about both sides of the argument. I was like, that's the only type of conversation that I can have. So that's the topic of the day. Um, and it's very important to me to um, cover this with the respect that it deserves. And I don't know, it's just, I think it's something that is on a lot of our minds and worth a discussion, um, but also not trying to fan the flames. So this might be like the only episode about this. We'll see. Anyhow, Jenna is a delight. Um, she is um, one of the hosts of the Day Card Pod. We're also going to get into some like, you know, just a bit of Bachelor, a bit of like this and that at the top of the top of the hour. Um, but yeah, um, one thing after we finished our conversation was that she said that she forgot to mention she has a friend who's a listener and she forgot to give them a shout out. So I got her name. Uh, and so I want to give a shout out to Candice in Ottawa. Hi, Candice. Hi, Candice. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I had to get creepy with that. Um, but yeah, that's my little spiel for you. Um, this week on the Patreon, I've got Dolma. You might know her as I am Dolma on her platforms. Um, she's amazing. She's been on the podcast before, but we got really into it with just kind of like the day in the life of a content creator and just what in our lives led us to where we are now. And um, we laughed. Um, I only cried once. <laughs> um, yeah, that it was a such a good episode to record. It was one of those like, you know, I always describe the Patreon as like when the dinner party's over and everyone's left and it's just like a couple people sitting around having like, you know, a really deep conversation or just a really funny conversation. It was like, it was that. It was it was very much the spirit of everything I want the Patreon to be. So that will be out on Wednesday. Um, I know so many of you are Sammy P fans. Um, she's away. She uh, is <laughs> taking her beauty rest and relaxation um, over on vacation. Uh, she'll be back on the Patreon uh, next week. Don't you worry. I'm not I'm not letting her stray too far. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for that. Um, other than that, you know what it is. You know what I'm going to say. Um, I would love if you could help me out and hit me with a five star review. It really helps the podcast. It really helps things to move along. Um, if you want to write something not necessary at all, but I read them and they are so lovely. Also, like just when you guys message me on Instagram, like it's very nice. Like even just, you know, in relation to um, the topic at hand today, like when we're talking about Bernie Spears, I was thinking about like just the audience and like the general feedback I get from you guys. And I was just feeling like relief that we don't have to like explain why the conservatorship is like based out of sexism and like all the nuances around that. I was like, no, we're, we're like, we're versed on that. Like, I don't know. I was just appreciating, um, the like wit and discernment you guys bring to situations anyhow it wouldn't be an opening monologue without some rambling okay so if you could rate share with a friend hey post <laughs> post about it on your on your trolls i don't know do you, all the things that would be so lovely and yeah that's about it for me so without further ado let's get into today's episode
Okay, and we're back with Jenna from Descartes Pod. Jenna, how's it going? Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for joining. And you already made my day because you popped on the screen. And like, for those of you who cannot see what I'm seeing, you're just in like the just like most like luscious, like fuzzy. I don't even know, like, is it a sweater? Like, it's kind of like an over overcoat thing. It's like an indoor blanket sweater situation. And you were like, yeah, like I wanted, I like, you know, I was channeling like the troll energy and I, um, I'm just touched by that. (laughs) I'm moved. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to dress up real cute for Emily Rose and, and like all that. And then I was like, wait a second. I'm also just talking to a fellow troll here. We're going to, you know, I did my troll stroll to the coffee shop earlier, got my coffee. And then I was like, I'm just going to get in this. Yeah. It's like a a snuggie of sorts but like way better it has like it's made of like thick fleece and it has a hood and pockets and it's just really the best thing ever yeah (laughs) i'm very wondering like where and how to get my own um but (laughs) i'm i just yeah i love that that's a thought i just feel like i'm i'm doing something right if like that is like the connection in your mind of like coming on this pod it's just Mm -hmm. like just just living the troll lifestyle Mm -hmm. (laughs) promoting the troll agenda (laughs) (laughs) what's that like new audio that's going around tiktok like uh, they're gonna be mad about the rats but baby the rats fucking Uh, control the city (laughs) i can't stop saying variations of that like can't stop i it's so good i know i'm like getting on slack i'm like the rats are gonna hate this slack announcement i'm like i'm so sorry guys so sorry i i really can't stop i would if i could (laughs) (laughs) um so like for anyone who's new to day car pod world what's your like what's your elevator pit what's your like you know i i i that is like it's like the douchiest way to describe it but like you know what i mean like i don't know another way what's what's the essence of what you do like everything that i can think of of what to say like it just sounds like it's like we're we're not that serious around here it doesn't it's not that deep but like no i love it i love like when i when i get to tell people about it oh you so you do podcasts and i was like yeah what's it about and i'm like okay get ready for it how much time do you have yeah Yeah. please so yeah my name is jenna and i'm a host of a podcast that is a queer leftist bitchy bachelor recap podcast and we've been around since becca kufrin season and uh yeah so we're just that we're like this queer leftist cunty podcast where we talk about everything about the bachelor franchise and beyond and how it's a microcosm of our society within you know the franchise and the show the show is shitty but it is fun and it can spark a lot of great conversations about our world and the ways that we exist in it and how we interact with each other I mean, you'd be surprised at how many times I'm having these podcast conversations where we're talking about like deep, traumatic like themes and narratives because people go on The Bachelor and they'll like drop their traumas and then it triggers half the audience. And then we have like this like deep discourse about it. And I love doing it. Oh, 
absolutely and like yeah not surprised at all like I was a very active member of Bachelor Nation until I think honestly I kind of fell off after Matt James season like I just Mm -hmm. part of it is that I moved away so like it's hard for me to watch Bachelor alone because yeah it's so shocking and like there's so much so many times you're just like covering your face and like you just want to die and like and and it's mm-hmm. good to have other people for like emotional support. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of becomes like a job. Like it's it's a very int- yeah. like <laughs> like you sell your soul and you have to give it <laughs> over for three hours a week of viewing. Not to mention like debriefing after. Like it's like a true sacrifice. But once you're like in it, you can't get out. Um, but like yeah, so I had a little crew when I lived out west. We would like watch and we would scream at the screen and like eat, you know, mm-hmm. um, emotionally eat charcuterie and and all that. And so it's not the same by myself. And listeners, Mm-mm. okay, I've heard you guys. I get it. Some of you love bachelor stuff. Some of you don't. I know. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. But like you've also heard me get on my little soapbox about how, like I am also of the mind like. It is America. Like, yeah, bachelor equals America. Like, and and I, when I say America, I mean, I mean, like, I'm including Canada in that in terms of yeah. like, <laughs> you don't need to do any polls or like articles or whatever. If you want to see like where we're at, just look at the bachelor. That's all you have to do because that is the true temperature check of mm-hmm. our country. Like that, or <laughs> I say our country, I'm in Canada, but like, that it is everything it it captures all of the performative activism all the Mm -hmm. like the incrementally slow changes of them being like "Mm, you really Mm -hmm. we've had like 10 seasons of like just white people but like i I guess we can listen we can throw in like one like racially ambiguous person like because we got sued for it but like that's fine right like that like everything and yeah sexism you know, the way we have heteronormativity, um, like toxic monogamy, it really touches on so many different aspects of our like current culture and really does distill it into these like two hour like episodes weekly for 10 weeks at a time. And then yeah. you get a little break and then you do it again and you do it again. And it really when you described like the reason like why it is so much better to watch it with a group of people or to have a community that you can like have discourse with is because it is so it really does like get into you in every little element it's not like other fandoms and other shows for better or for worse but like i'm not seeing people necessarily have this level of like heavy discourse around the housewives or other things like that where we're really talking about these like kind of deeper things and people don't think that that's what's happening when you think bachelor it's a water cooler it's this trashy show and it is but there is like a we're trash people we're a trash nation (laughs) like it's it's giving us what we asked for yeah (laughs) and there is like a big you know section of the fan base that is leftist left-leaning progressive um i just have to queer (laughs) that is the most mind-blowing part is that it feel i don't know what the actual ratio is to me i see it kind of as 50 50 maybe it's a different whatever yeah where it's like yeah half is us like what is that elitist leftist bubble that Mm -hmm. like the republicans are complaining about like 
um <laughs> promoting the gay agenda like <laughs> but like that literally is like half the fan base yeah fervent with that stuff super intelligent whatever and then the other half is like maga like, like find yourself a husband and like you know it blows my mind and it's interesting like also seeing the franchise navigate the tension of that of mm-hmm. people demanding mm-hmm change and then be like who do we listen to i mean it's pretty obvious who they mostly listen to but then they they have no choice like they they like aren't allowed to do Mm -hmm. exactly what they want in terms of like how closed off it is um but this brings me to your campaign which is very important Mm -hmm. so people have asked for inclusivity and they were like "Mm, okay so they were like we will put um a bunch of people that aren't white a bunch of people of color who will get eliminated on the second week mm-hmm. and that was like the deal that we got informally obviously they weren't saying this <laughs> they were like sure they could win wink wink nudge nudge um <laughs> so they did that and then and then they finally after like one million years um gave us a female lead who is black rachel Lindsay, and of course um she had to be perfect yeah and Mm -hmm. by the standards of society you know what i mean like right um you know looking like a model a lawyer Mm -hmm. like you know come from a rich wealthy like background all these different things yeah Yeah. super exactly um and this also obviously this had to come before the black lead Mm -hmm. because of how much less like society's like threatened by Mm -hmm. um, a black woman all that stuff so yeah there's been these like moments okay but everyone is a size minus four like, on the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally that's where you come mm-hmm. in do you want to do you want to like yeah. talk about that yeah so this year on july 11th myself and a group of individuals we got together we started working back last um spring and we created a campaign called Roses for Everybody. And it is a body diversity campaign for the Bachelor franchise, specifically, hopefully expanding to other dating reality shows. And our goal is to call out and call attention and make change within this franchise. So in the 21 years it has been on, there's been over 1,142 individuals who've been cast on the show. They have only had two smaller self-identified plus-size people on the show and they were both sent home night one with less than a minute of airtime each i counted i watched and weren't they like not plus size i i mean no i mean like i said they're smaller self-identified plus size people within sizing right in like an america's uh, next top model kind of way like yeah yeah exactly yeah literally and they're like here here's our one token plus size model they're like literally just a yeah your average person like mid-size like i guess now is not even really to be honest um but in these particular cases right and but even then they were both sent home night one without any screen time and that has just continued for this in 20 21 years and that is just there is no way to look at that other than that is blatant bigotry and fat phobia that is being perpetuated. You know, The Bachelor is the longest running dating reality show out there. It is the cornerstone of that market, whether it is going down in ratings and other shows are starting to surpass it in popularity. It has such a chokehold on our like 
culture and society and what it is. And it represents so much. And the fact that the show has continued to perpetuate anti-fat bias is just harmful. It's horrible. We have gotten just thousands and thousands of messages from people over the last months about how um, watching this show since they were young teens has truly affected the way that they view their body and view other people. Because what it's one thing on the surface to, to not cast fat individuals or anyone of a larger body size, but it also continues to perpetuate this specific narrative because it is a dating show that you are unlovable if you are in a larger body. And that is something that is a huge problem in our society. And it's incorrect. It's not factual. You know, fat people are beautiful, are hot, are amazing, are loved a million times over. And we are also seen as fantasies. We are seen as desirable people all across the board. There is obviously fat phobic people. There is definitely like a lot of issues we have, right? But we know that that is not true. If the show continues to perpetuate this and other dating reality shows, there's no other dating reality show out there that is actually accurately depicting how fat people are people of desire. Um, we can get into the nuance of like Love is Blind and Love Island, but even then those shows are not doing it well either. And we've like, we've just, just started to see plot lines of fat people that don't revolve around them hiding and eating cake like in the bathroom oh. stall like you know what I mean it's exactly. like or that the whole plot is about them finding love and losing weight or like yes. all, like it's and all it's, about like, losing weight yeah and that's so <laughs> like it's so exclusive like it doesn't leave room for like the conversations around like just growing up Okay, like a lot of this podcast is just like therapy for the people that were subjected to growing up like in the 2000s and mm -hmm. the 90s, mm -hmm. which is like most of us, you know, listening and mm -hmm. just how much you would have to like just warp your personality mm -hmm. to fit this mold when you've been told mm -hmm. you're unlovable and and how much that just like it's like creates this like whole other persona like that's I'm OK to have like those conversations on screen but not like oh my god like please right. don't look at me <laughs> and like that's the thing that the show has also done we talk a lot about in our campaign um about how not only is it just like exclusionary and sending that overall narrative that we're unlovable and bigger bodies but yeah the only other time that we ever see fatness on a show like this is the specific conversation about how sad and horrible somebody's life was until they lost weight. We get weight loss stories on the show um, as somebody's traumatic experience. And that's the only time we see them talking about fatness on the show is that it is framed in a traumatic storyline. And our next lead that is happening next year is one of those cases, Zach Shellcross. And we're not specifically calling out him. He is not yeah. the problem it He's is just the some show's dude. problem he's just some dude but his whole storyline his traumatic oh. line was that he used to be in his words severely overweight to 80 pounds heavier than he is currently and that he was depressed and hated himself and could never be loved lost the weight came on the show is now ready to find love that is so fucked up that is oh deeply deeply fucked yeah that's it really <laughs> it really is and like uh, I'm just so glad that you're out there doing what you're yeah, doing because it's like you. I've been around like watching the bachelor bachelor that <laughs> bachelor 
<laughs> long enough that I, where am I? Um, just having, <laughs> having one of those kind of weeks. Oh my God. Having a week. Like, okay. I actually just, have to, well, please. Yeah. I just have to tell you where I'm at. This is in terms of like difficulty forming words. I just came in like right before this from um a dog walk. It's 3.30 PM where I am. And I reached in my pockets of my coat and I pulled out a chia pudding and a, my credit card, just a loose credit card. And I'm like, this is where I'm at. This is what I found in my fucking pocket. Like, <laughs> iconic. Oh. Like, that's never that like, loose credit card I guess, i'm like i guess that's what that was like my mission this morning is like go find food i guess i didn't eat it <laughs> anyway that's where i'm at uh so we're doing our best mm-hmm. here, here mm-hmm. to be coherent um but yeah i'm just so glad that you're doing the good work because yeah it's like i've watched them be like mm, okay we're gonna let a couple of non-whites on the show mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to even speak of like the blonde, <laughs> I don't want to say supremacy, that's like a bit loaded, mm-hmm. but like, but like mm-hmm. brunettes are like second class citizens mm-hmm. on the show. It's like, that's how far it goes. No, seriously. Like, oh, seriously. <laughs> no, but speaking, because you said you started watching it Becca Kufrin season. Yeah. And well, I remember- actually, I've been watching since um, uh, Jake Pavelka season, but okay. I just started podcasting. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was like her and Lauren, it was like blonde. And I remember their final dates, it was like, Lauren was in like a luscious, like beautiful hotel with like pools and all these things. Yeah. Becca was in a tent in the desert with no, she, there was no toilet and like nowhere, like no running water. And she said her smeared makeup the next day. And I felt, I was like, this is. <laughs> no, I have, I have like, <laughs> I have a friend who wants to be on the show and she, and we were like, oh, we should get you on. And I was like, but you're going to have to get rid of your bangs. Like they won't even let women with bangs on the show. Oh, I know. No, and and that's what I I would have loved to have been on the show. Like just because I'm a ham, and I would just love to like. I just want to see like how I would do and all like the challenges. Mm-hmm. I want to just get mm-hmm. it in there. Like Dang. I would even say I'd be happy to be a producer, but they're like truly evil. So no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So out there fighting the good fight. Um. Yeah. So I I'll just say um if anyone is curious more about what we're doing with the campaign, please go ahead and follow us on roses for everybody on instagram it's all gonna be linked yeah okay great yeah guys great check the show notes (laughs) i'll post it on my socials all of that follow all the things um yeah and just like sign the petition like it's gonna take two seconds right and and we really lay out we we're very thoughtful about the whole campaign too so some questions might be like oh this seems a little weird and and our award if the lead doesn't like bigger people etc we have a five-point petition plan that really details a lot of the specifics that would need to happen for the show to make this a more safe and you know positive space for fat people so we're just a great source of information for that and please check out our page and like look at all the different infographics we are making about fat liberation and everything that comes along with it because it's a really important um, subject. And even if you are somebody in a thinner body, fat liberation really helps all of us, um, our society. (laughs) This is for everybody. Like, whatever, like, your flesh suit... (laughs) Yeah, whatever your meat wagon looks like, (laughs) it affects you. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it affects all of us Mm -hmm. in terms of just like the mold that we're all pressured to to Mm -hmm. fit into. Like, I want 
freaking body positivity to reach the gym bros because I feel like they're a frontier mm-hmm. that we haven't even touched. Yeah. And I just feel like no, almost so I feel like this maybe is a whatever controversial, but I feel like most of them have eating disorders that are like yeah, undiagnosed. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. that's the level that I want to get to where it's percolated through society. And we could just be like, hey, like bros, I've seen fitness pages um, of people even that I've like known in real life where I'm like, if this was a woman, this would like read as a pro mm-hmm. like eating disorder page, but it's like a guy fitness thing. So like it just truly it is for everybody. Um, but I want to move on to another kind of like big topic. Um, mm-hmm. I've been really, really wanting to get into this on the pod for a very long time, um, but I've had a lot of hesitation. So I want to get into just like an update and a conversation about Brittany. And mm-hmm. I want to say right off the bat, like, I'm not trying to like add to the circus. Yeah. I don't want to exploit a situation. Um, mm-hmm. This pod actually currently yeah. makes zero dollars. So you don't even have to worry about that um, with any of my <laughs> topics. <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> but no, but it, like, it, you know, in all seriousness, like, we all obviously care about Brittany. And mm-hmm. we're all watching this like very public situation unfold, but it's so messy. And I I just needed the right person to come on. And you mm-hmm. are that person because you're very, <laughs> you, yeah, you're the chosen one, Jenna. Um, no, but like, <laughs> but you like know so much about the yeah. movement and yeah. want to have a nuanced discussion about both sides mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. which needs to happen. And yeah, let's get into it. Let's just like, right. I feel like roll up our sleeves and like. <laughs> I guess I will, you know, shadow Emily's thoughts and like that we're not trying to like actually have a end all be all conversation about it. Uh, we neither of us are experts. I'm actually not like a full expert by any stretch of the word. Uh, and these are just kind of like our opinions. But you know, yeah, I've myself a little history on mine is that you know, and this doesn't again make me any kind of <laughs> authority on it. But I have been a part of, you know, the Free Britney, you know, kind of like community and movement uh, as far as like just listening and being active in it uh, since, you know, it was really going off in like 2019. And I was, you know, listening to all the podcasts, talking about it with people, uh, reading documents, all these things. And then I went to the last rally in L.A. on the day that she was actually freed from or had the last court you know, a session where they did end the conservatorship. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful day and moment. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's just so hard. And we just care so much about her. And we really want her to um, have the space that she needs to like heal and go through this, like this process of like unpacking trauma and, you know, having her, the ability to speak more freely on her own and then what that really means in our like society and like how people take in what she's saying and it's gotten so messy and uh sad yeah and like what you're saying about like listening to all the podcasts is like yeah in order to do this justice like you basically you need a full podcast like dedicated to it and i know that like some have kind of like you know shut down because they don't want to like they don't want to add into this and some are like doing Mm -hmm. important reporting like uh, there's no right way to do it and I think we also are allowed to have just like a whatever like temperature check of our thoughts because I'm Mm -hmm. just gonna say it straight up like I am actually I'm quite worried 
mm-hmm. and I just see a lot of things that concern me and I don't know what to do with that information and I mm-hmm. don't know who to believe and you actually before recording like you were talking about like you called it like being on and mm-hmm. so I don't like that's the thing like I just I want to be able to like <laughs> talk about my concerns but like also say like yeah. look I'm not trying to be being on and I'm like can you just like elaborate on like what you mean by being mm-hmm. on yeah it's become a a turn of phrase in the kind of free Britney justice for Britney movement of the people who kind of can start to sound a little QAnon um, in ways in which they kind of come at what's been happening in the last year or so of just like they don't think she's free. They think some people think she's dead. Uh, Some people think that she's like fully still in a conservatorship um that sam is controlling her that she hasn't spoken live since june 23rd 2021 that uh there is even the theories that like she wasn't even speaking then that that wasn't her um so i agree that there's like some nuance to have conversations because would what happened have happened if there weren't people who were talking about it in 2019 and before, right, you know, um, we wouldn't have gotten to the point where she had a massive, you know, system of support around her to speak out and to get out of this conservatorship. If we hadn't continued to talk about it, people called us crazy back then, right? They were yeah. like, oh, these are just conspiracy theorists. They had no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> QAnon has ruined so many things for so many people. Right. Um, but one of them is like any kind of speculation about like an unproven fact is now could be easily labeled as like a QAnon conspiracy. And it's like if we are people are being trafficked. Like that's a thing. Yeah. Like. <laughs> if we are to say like we are, will not believe any conspiracy theories. I'm putting. I'm. I'm saying that as a very broad topic. That means that we are taking everything that we are reading at face value. Yeah. Oh, my God. Quite simply, it's that. But at the same time, we can talk about, like, our concerns for, like, issues in the world without it being, like, um, we're talking about, like, um, politicians, like, eating babies. Right. Yeah. And so... (laughs) Or just feeding into, like you know whatever like lizard people like anti-semitic yeah. tropes anti-semitic like, i was just like yeah anti-semitic fucking yeah. bullshit right yeah, yeah. but <laughs> at the same time like when i think okay so like my background's in politics and there's so many things that we studied that like that's if you presented it now like would sound like the most QAnon-y thing being like mm-hmm. a banana company once overthrew a government and is like secretly like running the government it's like that actually really did happen in yeah. in central america but that's that's why we're here for a long long form discussion whatever we're like yeah i feel like i need to like like take a breath like center myself right. um and i just tell you i was like there's no even really like good place to start in like yeah like unraveling the thread but i'll just mm-hmm. tell you like okay and like if i sound like whatever like uneducated if i if it sounds like i'm like mm-hmm. contributing you know to like any kind of like bigotry close minus whatever like tell me but like mm-hmm. what i'm seeing is like i'm looking at bernie's instagram and i'm seeing just from this week like a lot of videos in her old house that mm. really that part, yeah that amongst some of the things that happened around the wedding that's what makes me the most like 
just like a twisting feeling in my stomach. Like, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I know. Cause I really go the way of like, she is posting and she is not doing it the way the general public wants her to and fuck them like full stop. Fuck them. I don't, you're judging her. You're being like kind of ableist. You're doing a lot of things and we'll get into that conversation a little bit later. Um, but seeing so many videos from her old place is like, it is so interesting. Many. So many. Like, and I understood maybe some more back when she moved. Um, and like, I understood then because she didn't want people to know where her new place really was. She didn't want people to see the inside of her place. Like that old place was such a prison for her. And she only could make videos from in that place. And the only way she can communicate people is within those videos. And so I understand her like maybe not wanting people to see the inside of her new place as much because it's a safety feature. And also it's just like a privacy. Like people are fucking desperate to get inside this woman's like everything. Right. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the stuff that she's been doing in the last couple of months is her being like, fuck you. Here is stuff, but also fuck you. And if you don't like it, good. And also you don't get to have access to like my actual day-to-day life because that's what you guys want and that's what fucking put me in this situation um but now we are a couple months out of that and like I am wondering like why what is the purpose for that and I don't I don't really have the answer I don't think anyone does but yeah it does lead some kind of credence to some of these people being like is this not her what is happening why is she only posting these videos from her old place. And I don't have the full answer other than she might just continue continuing to be private in that regard. And yeah. And like just within all these discussions, I think it's also there. There is a very complex situation happening. And I think we always need to keep in mind with like <laughs> celebrities of like, remember what your aunt acts like on Facebook. Just hold that up to what is happening with like a lot of celebrities. Like I've said this before, like Madonna, like Mm -hmm. think about your Mm -hmm. kooky relatives. Mm -hmm. And and I know mine is listening. Aunt Loni, love you. But like, you know, (laughs) we get a little wild on Facebook Mm -hmm. with the memes and the gifts. Like, Mm -hmm. so like, just think about that. And then before you're like, this is a red flag. So like, and like... (laughs) That is a reality. But like, yeah, the okay, the house to me is what stresses me out. So there's the recent, all the recent posts of this house. And I agree, like maybe, yeah, moving week, it's stressful. Like, yeah, we are a couple of months out, and this this house represents like a prison. And so posting yeah. these with no context, that concerns me. Also, having the wedding in her house, like mm-hmm. yeah. Anyone who like knows Brittany knows she thrives on the beach like she thrives in like Maui it's like her, one of her yeah. happy places like she loves like a little tropical getaway um she's so happy there like th- and she talked about doing like a destination wedding like that would be so mm-hmm. her in my view but then then she had it in the house and so it's like why the fuck is she having any sort of like lasting symbolic thing at this house why did Jason Alexander manage to get so far into the house? Mm-hmm. How did he know? And why was there a collection of celebrities that, like, later on, Brittany herself said, like, oh, I was so surprised when I learned, like, Selena Gomez was going to be there. What the yeah. hell? Like, it, it sounds... I'm not... 
whatever like okay i'm just i'm not i'm done giving like um caveats and like disclosures and everything mm-hmm. but like that sounds like a puppeted like thing mm-hmm. that is just yeah. created for her but and then by who the fuck is is doing that yeah i know and she i mean i do believe she has some kind of care team there was supposed to be a care plan that was going to help transition her from the conservatorship into not having anything and there's a lot of secrecy around that and that's like another point to be brought up as far as like why is there so much secrecy about these things because she has made it clear when she did speak in court that she wanted transparency regarding her case and her what she's happening so like there's that part that does make me think like what is happening what is happening I think I just go back and forth so much about I can think that she might at times really want transparency and want more like people in on what's happening and asking questions and then her also probably still like waking up another day and being like fuck everybody don't talk to me don't get in on this i have my lawyer i have these people working on these things you guys have absolutely no idea what really happened she's trying to tell us she's done a couple like voice recordings out there how much they tortured her in that facility and how much they've really you know have tried to kill her and the problem, I think, is that we just won't know, and that's okay, and it's not our place to know everything. And I think that there's also an element of um, maybe as a general public, we just really can't fathom how long something like this is going to be untangled, right? 13-plus years, there's so much involved with it. So maybe some of the wedding weirdness was like, she did still have some control. I don't know, like, maybe there were people like... Yeah. She can't just like get out of something. I don't know. Like she's still the biggest celebrity in our like fucking generation. And yeah, there has to be so many layers of people working for her and uh, doing things. And she might at some point just say, fuck it. I wanted to be do it, you know, destination wedding. But like what? I don't know. You know, Ah, it's just okay. So, yeah, I know. I know. No, it, it. it is um it is hard no but i'm glad that's why like because i see these being on you know whatever like what we yeah. what you call being on i watch these videos sometimes they're like here's all the proof of why Brittany's not free and i'm like am i getting yeah. sucked into this because it's compelling evidence or because i'm gullible or like what but like yeah the house thing really stressed me out and it's like it's different if like it's like you know a kardashian birthday that like you can tell they probably mm-hmm. were just like did one quick little meeting and then mindy weiss like took over the all the but details right. yeah that's mm-hmm. a very very different vibe than like we mm-hmm. are having this wedding in your prison mm-hmm. you're like freaking like storming the capital loser x yeah. is, um, is yeah, running exactly. in yeah. and then knows and managed to get far past the front doors like all yeah. the way into yeah. the the atrium um like why are there stars that are looking uncomfortable like the vogue thing that worried me too because like they do all seem uncomfortable when they're like singing vogue mm-hmm. and and i think like they're all performers <laughs> like i know it's like it was like fun and goofy to be like oh my god they all seem like they don't know the words but like maybe they were all just like invited and they're like yeah we're going to support britney cuz those are all women selena gomez drew barrymore paris hilton they're madonna mm-hmm. they're all women who have been deeply deeply traumatized by the system and mm-hmm. are so sweet now so kind like really like kind-hearted in the way they act and so it's like 
I would have no doubt that they'd be like, yes, poor Brittany, of course. But then are they seeing things that are making them uncomfortable? Or like, why were they all acting weird? Because it doesn't take that much. Like in any social situation, especially if you're a celebrity or charismatic, you have like, you have a drink or two or whatever, not if you're so like, you can just like get, you know, loosen up a bit Mm -hmm. and be like, hey, and do a little clip like it's not like more genuine it's not hard to do yeah i guess my only yeah no my my only like thing is like not my only thing but one of my things that keeps me is like yeah i mean drew barrymore was so traumatized and has really come out the other end i hard i have a hard time imagining that drew would be that close to britney at this stage and not speak up if something really bad was happening still you know and like I feel like enough people have seen the inside of what happened to like, yeah, they would speak up if something like really, you know, wrong is happening. And I don't take I don't take this as proof that something is wrong when people like Fee and other people are like, well, she hasn't contacted us anymore since and she's not whatever because she's mad. I when we see there was like a post that she posted and deleted a couple days ago where she just again went really hard on the documentaries and the people who participated in them. And people are like, why isn't she being more grateful? This helped free her. I hate that so much. It helped exploit the situation and create this like huge narrative around her that she had no choice about it. And she's very mad about it. And I absolutely think she could be mad about it. I don't, I watched them. Like I was whatever. I've been part of it. But like, I don't think that that makes her controlled that she's sitting here and like having critiques about the way people didn't go and save her because in the specific recent post she very clearly was like why didn't those people come and get me they knew where i was at they could have called the cops you know um so i don't really take that as like proof that there's something quote-unquote wrong when she's cutting off people in her life and cutting off her mother and all these different people but I don't, I you know, I guess I just don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah. Because it is, it is. Because <laughs> she's allowed, yeah, yeah. All this stuff about her being traumatized, like, she, of course, she's going to be traumatized for, like, the rest of her life, like, mm-hmm. um, she, and she's allowed to, like, lash out, do whatever, like, say whatever about, like, Christina Aguilera, like, mm-hmm. no, that's, like, <laughs> that stuff is, like, you know, she never got to have, like, a childhood <laughs> or an adolescent, so, like, mm-hmm. she can do whatever the fuck she wants, like, tone-wise, but, like, yeah, seeing mm-hmm. her dancing with her, like, mascara that's, like, you know the the all the stuff we used to see like the smeared mascara in the old house mm-hmm. seeing that like in the last couple of days with like a baby doll and a baby like bassinet thing in the background i'm like what yeah what yeah. what's happening like i guess so like what's play that game like what's happening like why do you what do you think is happening and like you know i guess the question we get asked is like you know is this a team that's hosting these videos are they what's the purpose is it to make her look unwell so that people will say in the media that she needs to be back in the conservatorship because i'll tell you this people have been saying that from the fucking start of this whole thing yeah that narrative has never gone away people there's a huge amount of support from people saying like she shouldn't have been in it this was um a, a human rights violation um and trafficking and horrible and almost killed yeah. her. there's plenty of people who have that sentiment but you can go on her instagram any day for the last year on normal posts and see people being like oh my god your dad should have locked you up again or how are you out you need to be all these things that's horrible so like i guess like what so the narrative is that her old team that's still controlling her is posting these videos to make her look unwell so that she the 
media turns on her again. And I guess maybe that is as simple as the answer, if that is what's happening. Well, I mean, to be completely honest, like, what I want, <laughs> like, on a gut level is to, like, have my tin hat on and being like, I don't trust anyone. Mm-hmm. Which, mm. n- not that me being involved is going to change me on this, like, little <laughs> podcast is going to change anything. But, like, also, like, whatever. I'm, not, I'm also not trying to, like, put out, right. <laughs> like, harmful, like, rhetoric or whatever. But, like, but truly, right. like, part of me is, like, yeah. you know, I, I made a TikTok about, like, Sam and I got some nice stories about him. And then I got on this, like, algorithm of, like, Britney's not free, I guess, being on. And it's, like, and it's, like, well, he, he, everything was controlled, and t- including who she met. And that's when sam was introduced and so like why would we trust sam all this stuff and uh, it's like um that is where my mind wants to go i want like my mind goes to like britney's not Mm -hmm. free and this is like all the guys and then i was thinking that and i was down this rabbit hole and then i saw a post by jared lipscomb he's Mm -hmm, jared lips mm -hmm. on instagram and he's a big early free britney like leader in the movement basically and he was in the courthouse um Mm -hmm, on that day that that she gave her testimony and he was like how fucking dare you guys like everyone's speculating about her like basically like leave britney alone and he was like none of you guys Mm -hmm. know the reality the only people that know the full truth are the people that were like in the courtroom that day including me and like um you guys who, who are saying she's not free are just contributing to like the damaging things said about her and i was just like wow okay like Mm-hmm. you know no i mean that is how i basically feel i really do like i you don't we don't know and and we are expecting so much from this person who is not going to heal in the way that the general like public understands or wants or ever yeah. and that's going to be the way it's going to look and we cannot like it's so it's so unfair it's so unfair to keep like asking this of her um and by asking of it i mean like to be to just like not believe uh because there, there is like this whole thing is i think we can have we can have questions and we can be like not trust nobody i definitely like understand that concept and at times i'm like i don't know if i trust anyone but i guess like the deep deep-sided being on people are like she needs to go live. She needs to do this. There's never going to be enough proof for them, you know? And yeah. that's where I do think it's dangerous. And I agree with Jared where it gets dangerous of people just being there. Now they're looking at paparazzi photos of her when she's explicitly said that she hates that part of it and has caused yeah. her to be what she's done or to be in the situation. They're looking for paparazzi photos. They're trying to get into things. They're Jason Alexander. He's like a fucking BNN person. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's never going to be proof enough for these people who are well, that he's in everything. He's an everything anon person. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there's never going to be enough proof for people. And so that's really fucking problematic and harmful, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah. I, maybe there has to be some kind of weird nuance to it because I agree that, like, overall... If we hadn't questioned what was happening, yeah, you get it, you know? And so I just don't quite know where to lie. And I do think that we're in just a a weird place in our society because I'm a huge listener of Beyond the Blinds and I'm a big gayler. We're not going to talk about it to save your listeners. (laughs) Uh, 
But you know, I was talking yeah. to my friend. Go to the three hour Patre- <laughs> Patreon. Gail or Patreon from last week oh. for that. <laughs> but I was talking to my friend a couple months ago uh, and she was like, why do you believe so strongly in Gaylor? And I said, because I believed so much in Free Britney. And I was like, because I just, when I learned about all of that and I started looking at the behind the scenes narratives for a lot of celebrities and the things that happen in our society, you start to see the cracks and you start to realize that we're being told so many different lies and things, you know? And so, like, of course, I would believe Gaylor because. <laughs> but the thing about the Gaylor of it all is that. And the reason why it's such a delightful conspiracy is because it harms no one, helps mm-hmm. the economy. Like, you know, like, so much. You, you know, that, no, but you know, that Joe Biden quote where he's like, where he's like, hurts no one, helps everyone, helps the economy. Like he's talking about shopping like that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's oh what can i make that meme or do you want to do it i can we well, just like, please feel free but like that's the whole thing about gaylor is that like taylor swift is totally fine in fact she yeah. capitalist taylor has never been more emboldened she's making so much money off of all gaylor and hitler <laughs> conversation and it's ultimately about like her relationships so she's open up <sighs> w- open up the doors to speculate about so it's like mm-hmm. that's fine and that's why yeah. it's like Part of it is that, like, I don't, I'm not really interested in having, like, future episodes about this um, after this because I don't want to, like, drag this out unless something, like, very dramatic changes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, like, but at the same time, it's, like, all my concerns, none of it has to do with, like, her acting, quote, traumatized. Like, people saying that, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, mm-hmm. like, fucking bullshit. Like, if she wanted to, like, scream, like, for hours out in the middle of, like, a busy street, like, she would be so entitled to like mm-hmm. i've been like so much less traumatized and it's like <laughs> i'm just trying <laughs> i'm like i'm like just out here like you know like doing my best and like loose wait, credit cards and all loose chia cups in my freaking pocket that i'm finding like that's where i'm at like and and like with you know support systems around me like so but like exactly. what I am talking about like there's the external factors, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, like the house, like these yeah. things I'm seeing in the background. And I and I think too, some of it comes from just like guilt, like of mm-hmm. I think everyone who's been a Britney fan maybe like mm-hmm. has some element of this where it's like, okay, so during this time, now I'm fi- I'm finding out I didn't know at the time, but okay mm-hmm. so i saw i saw yeah. her on tour so that means i was watching a woman being trafficked <sighs> like in front of me God. and and so it's like there's a very compelling argument for literally leave her alone let all this like work itself out and then the other side where it's like well mm-hmm. if there was no speculation mm-hmm. then like nothing would have changed and no awareness would have been brought to this. We never would have yeah. got to hear this like heartbreaking testimony. Yeah, I know. What do we do, yeah. Jenna? What do we do? What do we do? Where do we where do we go from here? <laughs> I think the answer is to just watch, you know, to just to be here. I guess if like she was our real friend, right? And we were in her real circle, we would obviously help her if something was really really bad happening right but i think i would like to hope i would just listen and just be here to see her and to let her do this and to be here for her when she wants to to like ask me for help and um 
And I think she's asked for privacy in a lot of ways. So I think we just have to kind of, you know, let her do this. And if more signs point to something really wrong, then we need to help them like we would do for our friends, you know? Um, And I think in the end, you know, I know that like the Aaron Carter of it is so um, still on everyone's minds and it's on my mind. And I know that so many people could have helped him, um, but I'm not comparing but who could have helped things, him? you know, I know, but who could have helped him, you know, and that's exactly because yeah. I, I was concerned for him, but like who could have helped him? Right. That, that's another exactly. thing too. It's like, even with all this concern, there's a mm-hmm. difference between someone having like legal parameters controlling their bank account. And then it's another mm-hmm. thing to be like, Hey, the addiction issues are seeming scary. Like, is mm-hmm. there support? Like, if that is a much, much more challenging thing where it's like, if someone doesn't want help, rich, poor, celebrity, not like, you can't help them. Right. But I don't I know. Agree, I, but I think it, at some point, though, I think right now, Brittany doesn't necessarily want our help. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. like, I think that's where I'm, I'm not, not comparing the same situations, but it's oh, yeah, like yeah. that part of it, but that part that you're saying, like, they need they need help maybe in some regard or you would want to help them maybe there's like an urge i think we just want to help right because we do feel guilty and we feel like we need to take care of her um but she doesn't need our help yeah or she's not asking for it right now right now she's processing and i think that there's going to take a long time for it to get disentangled in the weird web that it was and i think that's not going to make sense to all of us and it doesn't make us bad you know i just think it's not going to make sense 100 yeah. percent. so i think the answer is we just continue to watch and listen and be here and then when we can try to dismantle the sexism and the ableism parts of it not even the being non part of it like the part of the people just being fucking trolls and horrible people to her and going after the media that like continues to write horrible articles about her well and also i've seen so many like um like activists who are disabled themselves like being like well welcome to our worlds like yeah you fucking jerks like this is how yeah. we are treated and talked yeah. to and like welcome to ableism <laughs> like yeah. literally so no, there's like such a huge conversation like we should be putting a lot of our energy into continuing to make legal change for people in states that these conservatorships are allowed with no oversight and no control um, we need to be doing work like that. We need to advocate for other individuals who are getting no press and getting no, you know, help. And I think that it's just hard. And I think we've never experienced something quite like this. You know, we saw Michael Jackson go through similar things. We've seen other celebrities go Ooh. through similar things. <laughs> but that was all in a different time period, right? We're in this current time period where we have so much access and ability to give our opinions and to have these like conversations for better or for worse, that it just makes it feel so urgent and in our control somehow with the parasocial element of it, right? Like we didn't have that parasocial deep control feeling with some of these other celebrities. I mean, we were obviously parasocial with Michael Jackson, et cetera, but like, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? It's yeah. different. Oh yeah. It's a very different and like Britney's in this like unique timeline where she was mm-hmm. like all this was going down when we didn't have that parasocial mm-hmm. relationship and now it's like unraveling as we are mm-hmm. and but we've been there the whole time so mm-hmm. it's like 
Um, it's very tricky, but mm-hmm. I'm very appreciative to you mm-hmm. um, to come on and like also like just treat this conversation, I think, with the respect it deserves and like, but also like allowing me to be like, what the fuck? You know, like, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah. I hope that people take away from this that I think that both of you and I are just trying to. Um, process our feelings about it as fans and as people who care and who want you know the best for her um and that we both acknowledge we don't know what's happening and I think that's the crux of it right like that we don't know what's happening and no one does and I take issue with people claiming that they do you know overall is my like thing but I uh I at the same time think that we should always be out there not taking in exactly what the media always tells us Uh. and you know, like having a healthy dose of like, you know, wake up, sheeple. Wake up. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> oh God. Now that we really, <laughs> I actually have along with like the rats are gonna hate this announcement. That's something for years. I've also can't stop saying is wake up, sheeple. Like as I'm, I'm saying this is like, <laughs> like now. Think about it. Yeah, I started making fun of like bogus conspiracy theories years before QAnon but now there's so many things that like QAnon is co-opted where I'm like okay I don't even want to I'm not it's even hard it's hard not to like in the bachelor world my fans listening to Descartes pod we have a long-running joke of me being a JAnon so I'll go my Jenna anonymous and I have like had theories about like certain people being doing something and all these different uh and I have this one long-standing theory that Bachelor in Paradise is filmed on a green screen and i believe <laughs> that in my core you know so it's fun to like to question things and sometimes it can do good things and sometimes it can do harm and i think we just have to like i think labeling anything a certain way hard and fast is bad right so even when i like say these being on people i don't want to like broad stroke label everyone right who yeah. has questions and concerns you know because that's not going to do us any good either to just be like fuck you and again like you said earlier then it it starts labeling people with with the people who are on the deep end right um Mm -hmm. when it's like no i'm just trying to talk about the fact that there is child sex trafficking happening and i'm not talking about how hillary clinton ate a baby yeah you yeah but yeah critical thinking abilities are in short short supply they're in short (laughs) supply so unfortunately so true Mm -hmm. um well jenna this was so lovely to have you on absolutely delight um for everyone who's not currently a listener tell everyone where they can find you and Mm -hmm. as always guys i'll be in the show notes (laughs) thank you so much this has been the best i'm really happy i got to come on and maybe have you on date card pod as well to talk about some bachelor stuff in the future yeah no but yeah i'm saying like do your pro like Oh, tell us like okay, tell the people pass. well i mean as we've been talking about it day card mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm now i'm taking yeah. your thunder i'm like <laughs> i love it no no i have plenty of things i can promote so yes please follow us uh day card pod on instagram and roses for everybody on instagram and you can find day card pod on all um podcast streaming platforms we do have a patreon as well where i do little bonus episodes every month where i just kind of chit chat about various things and bachelor related i'm gonna get better into doing some more interviews hopefully soon i also have Another podcast I do about the pirate show, Our Flag Means Death. And if anyone watched that on HBO, it's a little gay pirate show. It's really cute. I co-host that with my friend Blue. And that one's called You Fancy a Fine Podcast. And you can find us 
at you fancy a fine podcast on Instagram. It's a very fun, lighthearted show about queerness. And I'm also a huge Twilight fucking freak. So if you want to follow my personal account, it's at Jenna with a smile. And I do normal personal things, but I also focus a lot on Twilight. <laughs> love it. Love to see it. Um, we love that. I mean, <laughs> as a 37 year old. <laughs> oh, I'd look, I'm a, I just never watched those movies, but also like I can't watch a movie without first knowing the plot and like. I'll send you my books. I got. got Oh no! I've got. Yeah, yeah. No, there's. This is like a. I'm in no place to judge, or nor would I want to. Like, let us all have our things. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, Jenna, so lovely, and thanks so much for coming on the pod. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. All right, guys, that's it for today. Don't forget to subscribe, leave me a review. Heck, leave a five-star review while you're at it. Follow me on Instagram. It's become a whole thing and TikTok. And I'll see you next week. Au revoir, mes amours.